0: you're listening to the a scully cast brought to you by www.ascully.com and here are your hosts a scully and sid talk You hear a vibrating noise during this podcast it's not sid talk vibrating or me or our house well it is our house
1: it's not really vibrating it's a you might it
0: might pick up there's some construction going on outside and if you've got headphones on maybe you'll hear it you might hear the yeah. i was actually sat at my pc this morning and i thought Sometimes the door on my PC gets loose and vibrates, you know, with the fans inside. And I, I kept pressing on it. I was like, it's not stopping. It's not stopping. And realized it was outside. That's how... Um, what, are you a mentalist? It feels like it's in the room with you. It's that kind of vibrating. And I don't know what it is. Jackhammer?
1: No, it's just equipment. Like, big equipment. So... You're well, a city person. You're, aren't you used to lots of outside noises? Yeah, but I don't know what it is. It's weird. It's easy it's to deduce just this standard vibration. It's very easy to deduce. It is a large piece of equipment that is either digging or pushing.
0: Or it's a generator.
1: Mm, no, that's definitely a piece of equipment.
0: Because generators make like it a like a bulldozer. In fact, that noise occurs when we have our bug spraying done. The guy mm-hmm. who comes makes that noise for twenty minutes. His van makes that noise when he's spraying. <laughs> <laughs> Because I always know this he's... This is riveting,
1: spray. I'm sure, for everyone. This is not the before, the after the show discussion. We had none, so I don't know what that says about our marriage, but we weren't really talking about nothing before. You said something, and I wasn't really listening, and I said something. That says that you... I don't think you were listening. Don't listen to me. <laughs> and you weren't listening to me either, so I think we're, we're even on today. No, I was
0: I was listening to you.
1: Recount everything I said. You were
0: telling me about your mother, and how she's <laughs> that not waiting for That was a long for time for
1: ago. No, was just then,
0: before this show started.
1: It <laughs> wasn't. It was several minutes ago. Uh,
0: that, was, that was what you were talking about. We
1: were disjointed, so...
0: You were telling me this that your the mother's pre-show. not waiting around. That was
1: a long time ago.
0: It was a long time ago. If a long time is six minutes, then that's...
1: Yeah, it wasn't before the show discussion.
0: Wrong. So, um... I'm not it, wrong. It isn't Saturday, September the 28th, 2013. This is after the show, number 294. The movie we're looking at this week is Iron Man 3... Uh, and it's a 2013 release. It's released on Blu-ray on the 24th of September. So you can pick that up this week. Next week. You can, you can pick it up when you listen to this podcast. It's a PG-13. It's from... It's from our friends at Disney and Paramount and Marvel. All of those people. I'm not entirely sure which people. Why does that bother
1: you? I think that makes perfect sense.
0: Um, I got it from Disney to review...
1: Paramount has but owned it, has it for a long time, and probably part of the production, and Marvel owns the I'm concept just saying art. I don't know who
0: to thank exactly, so Whoever it's from it all you. those people.
1: Who gave it and, to you? Um, you said Disney. I said give, it, they give them the thanks.
0: Yes, and we looked at the blue, standard Blu-ray edition, not the 3D edition, and Tart will give you the synopsis of Iron Man 3.
1: I think sometimes we need to make a judgment about whether a synopsis is necessary, but it is Iron Man after all. Iron Man. um, There's a bad guy, and then there's Iron Man. There's some hint at the government. There's some women in jeopardy, and women in charge ish. And then Iron Man has to have a breakdown, and then he recovers, and that's it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to downplay it I'm saying it does not need a synopsis Because, I mean, everyone knows what to expect When they watch an Iron Man movie Uh,
0: My synopsis would be Iron Man um, It's uh, a a few months after the Avengers has happened And Iron Man's going through some personal issues Has a
1: breakdown, as I said
0: And there is a new baddie in town Bad guy, as I said the Mandarin.
1: He recovers, as I said, and there's a woman in, come women in Jeopardy.
0: Ah, but does he recover?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ah, but does he? Mm-hmm. Uh, I beg to differ. So... Yeah, but that's just because you're wrong. And wait till after the credits if you want to uh, see everything. Because there is. Yeah. And after the
1: credit scene. So, uh, I am You don't Fr- have to wait, really, these days, so you can fast forward. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because the credits are about 10 minutes long. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's massive. (laughs) You're fast-forwarding, and there was a time when the screen was completely filled with names for, like, several forwards. Yeah. Not just, like, blip. It was, like, long... like Special effects movies,
0: uh, a lot of people are involved. The
1: thing is, though, right? If you're in that, like, 500 people... Well, let's say 300 people, maybe. Maybe more. If you're in that group, right... And you're the lazy fucker over in the corner who never does anything. He just, You just sit around. You could be him or her. And you're lazy and you bitch a lot and you're not very good at your job. And then you got, like, three other folks around you. A couple dudes, a couple chicks, whatever. <laughs> Women, men. Who are really good at this shit and they're, like, really into it and they're passionate about it. And they do a really good job making Myron Man's finger look just right or the sky thing. Whatever it is. But you... Or just that guy at work who's just everybody talks about, and you're nothing, and you're you don't do a good job. You still get your name up there, and nobody knows any different. I think there should be like a la- level of contribution. Like if you, <laughs> you know, if you're like the if you belong to that company, you're gonna get your name on the credits. But if you didn't do dick squat then you need to be it needs to be acknowledged next to your name maybe those people
0: don't get on there
1: (laughs) you need to be like gold stars next to everybody's name or like little grungy dirt spots like if you're really shitty at the job
0: or maybe maybe there was uh, like 20 minutes of credits but like they leave a lot of people off anyway
1: no I don't think so I think that's what I'm saying if you work in that team you're gonna get credit but you might be the lame person and every team and every group has one if not more and everyone has to share the credit, so I just think you have to take that big long list with a grain of salt. I wonder
0: what the longest credits are in a movie. I'll have to look that up because I can
1: look it up. There right now. must
0: be um, a really long credit. Anyway, getting on to Iron Man three. Um. So did you did you like the other two Iron Man films?
1: I did. I like them all. I think it's fun. I don't. I didn't particularly love. The I, I, the fact, if you go back to I am Man 2's. I didn't love the resolution of the first one. I didn't really like it. I like what I liked about it was the turning of the guy, like when we first meet him, uh the wrestler guy.
0: Oh, it's on oh the second one.
1: not the wrestler yeah, Mickey Rourke. The second one. I liked him becoming Yeah. But it just was very indulgent and it wasn't as like riveting or kind I don't know. And then but I didn't hate it or anything, I don't think
0: the first one was um, exceptionally good I thought because I always like an origin story and that first one obviously tells an origin story uh, second one I thought was kind of a letdown because and this is all I remember about it really that end scene was like a real like it was building up to some kind of amazing showdown and then nothing really happens they land in the middle of the park yeah. They shoot a couple of things. Feels a little bit real un- like and climactic, yeah. Yeah, so that was what I thought about two. Um so I didn't really have high hopes for three because I was thinking, oh, maybe they will it'll end up the same as two. But I think this was really good. I liked this this had a different tone. Um it had like more of a comedy element to it which I thought was going to annoy me at first but it doesn't what did you think
1: I always expect the the little one liner the the little humor that the little tiny bits of humor that are supposed to rescue you from the like holy shit what did I just see you know or like from the actual massive destruction that you see on the screen and sort of you have to disconnect from the fact that like in some of these movies like if you're in a city place Then like You know It could be thousands of people Affected by what just happened And then the hero says Yuckity yuck You know And then you kind of have to Get used to that But this one I mean this They w- even acknowledge it Because somebody said to him What is Is that the name of your He said Well that could be the name of my book Is like something in A one liner
0: Yeah so and we mean We, we just watched The Avengers Which was a whole lot more serious Even Tony Stark Was not exactly You know Jovial dude in that one and then this one, I thought the humour was going to be annoying, but it it really wasn't. And I I think they they took a different turn with it. Because you hate like one liners and stuff.
1: Uh, yes, and very much.
0: This is full of them, and it's full. Of, it's a bit more kiddie, I thought.
1: I disagree. I don't think it was.
0: I thought it was a bit more kiddie too, like um like to appeal to kids a bit more. Like was. And I think
1: you think you're just focusing on that there was a kid in it, and there were moments where a kid would be like, "Yeah, Iron Man's digging the kid, but the most the majority of it I didn't think it was kiddie at all, and I didn't think it had any overwhelming amount of humor. it was a lot it was a little bit more like action, tiny bit of tiny bit of humor or that relaxed kind of natural reaction to things instead of constant macho kind of reaction, so that kind of felt like humor but it wasn't it wasn't like one liner one liner one liner one liner to me
0: but it um <clears throat> but i think this might be the best iron man film i think it i heard lots of complaints about this iron man film before i saw it and people were saying there's not enough tony stark in his suit moments in the movie it's more um the other guy rody it's more it's more him and it's more um Tony Stark rather than Iron Man. And I disagree with that. I think people I was so
1: simple. I actually thought that when I was watching it. I bet people are th- going to say there's too much I Tony Stark. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz people are idiots.
0: I I don't like, I feel like I saw enough I saw as much Iron Man as I did in the other two. Like like as much suits fighting and action. Big set pieces. There was there was a bunch of them in here. Um, if I had anything bad to say, I, I would think that the. I liked the buddy and he is a big deal, the Mandarin in the Iron Man comics. Yet, he wasn't as big a deal as I expected him to be. Elaborate. Like, it was pretty over, it, it's pretty much like, you know, here, here he is, he's do some stuff, and then, I don't want to spoil the movie. That's why I don't want to elaborate. I
1: disagree. I think he was, he was he got every stage of him, and he was peppered through the movie, so to speak. So you got to see him, you know, kind of evolve a bit.
0: Yeah, I'm Maybe saying now. if I had any one complaint, it's not that there's not enough Iron Man on too much Tony Stark. It was, the, the body wasn't utilized much, but I, I think... I think all three Iron Man films the baddie is not really the deal like it's it's more about Iron Man or Tony Stark in this in this one in the second one it was about Tony Stark like being going off the rails you know drinking too much he gets drunk doesn't he in the Iron Man suit it was a like a looking at like celebrities maybe of today and them going off the rails like Iron Man's going off the rails now in this one he's Having a, what is it like? Um, is what's his disorder that he's got? Like a panic attack? Like he doesn't like being around people so much because he's spent a lot of time on his own designing these suits. No, I don't people think so. are getting to- I think
1: he. I think the kid hit it on the head. PSTD or whatever it is. PTSD. What is that? Post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh, from, the-,
0: from the Avengers. Right. So yeah, that. So this made it all together. He wasn't drinking in this one, was he? Really, he wasn't. Play- he wasn't playboy Tony Stark. He, w- he wasn't being that guy.
1: Well, because he's with Pepper now,
0: right? So it feels different, and I like this better. Like, I it's less obnoxious.
1: That's what I said before that the humor isn't like just.
0: No, I mean I like the personality of Stark a bit better yeah. this way. And you know, right at the very end of the movie, not after the credits, before the credits, where he does like this little bit of a speech, and it's very reminiscent of Batman the ending of the second batman movie where it's you know i am this thing and i mm-hmm. and that that is all that matters my things don't matter my you know the resolution of this movie kind of it reminds me quite a bit actually of the dark knight the ending of the dark knight it's like the empire strikes back type deal like it's it's kind of a downer but it's positive also
1: how is the any downer? I mean, it's just a house. There's nothing else in the world that's bad going on.
0: I don't want to spoil it, but there's the max, there's none.
1: That is spoiling. <laughs> there's it. what?
0: That is spoiling it, I guess.
1: Oh, yeah, but he'll just start over. That's, that's not... what
0: I'm saying is, yeah. everything you know about him is not. Like, on, like I,
1: on, uh, I'm just going to have to stop you because some billionaire losing all of his shit is not the same as the Empire trying to destroy the rebels who are trying to make a I guess better more, universe more I, mean, of
0: the, <laughs> I guess more of the Batman um, the Dark Knight because his house is down at the end of the Dark Knight well, the right? city
1: is doomed people are doomed and
0: Batman's speech is you know I'm the it's basically I'm the Batman I'm it, nothing else matters I'm here to save the people like and that's what Tony Stark's monologue is at the end you know so I I um, I thought I think this might be my favourite one of all three. I think the special effects have got...
1: Spectacular.
0: There's no ragdolling anymore. It's like they fixed that. There's a couple. Just oh, a I couple. didn't even see it. There was
1: like two times when I had to like, ooh, don't focus, don't focus.
0: Yeah, if it's just two times, that's yeah. like literally two seconds of an entire movie. If you go back and watch a Spider-Man movie, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: it's probably ten minutes of that movie where you kind of... Daredevil. They kind of got rid of that. Um... Everything looks believable. It doesn't look green screenish.
1: No, particularly the one thing.
0: In fact, yeah, they did do. I think there's a stunt in the middle of this movie that uh, involves a, the sky, yeah. let's say. And I thought that, oh, that's just CG. Like, it, they've got really. But they actually practically did the effect, which is amazing to me. In fact, it's as amazing as um, the, the last Batman film the Dark Knight Rises the bit at the beginning where Bane takes the plane yeah and they did that for real and I thought that that was just bogus CGI but then we saw the making of it and they were actually it's amazing what they did like the way he hijacks a plane in the beginning of the Dark Knight Rises in a way you will never see ever again probably and it's the first time you've ever seen it it was fantastic and this uh, I think is unique in, in that way too um so what do you what do you reckon overall
1: before I enjoy them the all. I just... I think I get feel a little bit dummied down by number two. This one I felt like it was more of a spectacle and less... I mean, it's always indulgent when it comes to Robert Downey Jr. and whatever his name is. Money guy. You know, who used to be the director. Now he's just happy. John Yeah. They're very... They're very cocky Hollywood guys, and it comes through uh, often. And then there are moments when it falls away, and you're they're just having fun making this world happen. And that's why I really, I think, I felt particularly like the house thing, and then the sky thing. I just felt like I was on a constant, whoa, oh, holy shit. And there was enough humor that it wasn't like, like, oh my god, seriously, another stupid joke, or a... Yeah, I, I feel you know, that two a too, i na- too much a... Of... A half-naked person, whereas this, it felt like even there were a couple of girls in bikinis, but it was like, it makes total sense, and...
0: Did they have a half-naked person in one of them?
1: Just, pe- just women, and scantily clad, generally speaking, when he was a playboy.
0: Yeah, I guess, yeah, there was weren't there. He had that crazy party in his house, the one where he got drunk. Um so moving on to the cast Robert Downey Jr. plays Tony Stark Iron Man again Um, I couldn't think of anybody else for this role if they lose him I don't think they should make more Iron Man movies of course not until it's time to start until it starts to reboot Iron Man but yeah he's so iconic in it in the role it's as iconic as like you couldn't you couldn't do another Pirates of the Caribbean without Johnny Depp in my opinion either like it fits completely it's perfect he, he's comfortable in it I think he gets I think he's got better at doing it as well I think it's it's probably pretty challenging isn't it because there's a lot of stuff you have to think about CG and all that stuff but um yeah I can't think of anybody else and he definitely showed more depth in this one like mm,
1: character shallow depth we'll say
0: yeah but I felt like I knew what he was about a bit more it was. it wasn't They played all that thing in the second one... About him being off the rails... Playboy billionaire... But this one... They took it back a bit didn't they? You know to...
1: Like... He's also a man in a relationship... With someone he cares about... But he's neglecting that relationship... And to bring him back to being... A decent human being... He has to be reminded that he's not alone... And that he can't neglect her... Because he wants to tinker with Iron Man all the time... Or... That he's still traumatized by what happened to him in the past... And that kind of make that kind of swirls a, a little dose of reality about him as a dude. That those are the moment. If you think about it, those are the moments when you're seeing some depth is him caring about her. That's it. There's no other times when he's like actually him caring about um, him being affected
0: by what's happened too in the Avengers.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I could feel that. I like it, and he mentioned it. And I, I, that's one of the things I also like about these Marvel movies: how they all glue together.
1: Acknowledge each And you other. can
0: watch, you could watch them all in in the order they came and it, they all feel like they're interconnected. Even Captain America and one of the extras on this Blu-ray, which we'll go into later. But um, Gwyneth Paltrow re- reprises Pepper Potts. I think... There's the, more of her. There's more of her, yeah, because she's really brief in the other two, right? Yep. And in this one, she really gets to be, you know... Part of it. Yeah. Really part of it. Uh, and I really like her, and I think she fits perfectly as his... Like, she doesn't take shit. She's not like um, Spider-Man's woman who's hanging off a bridge like and screaming. It's not that kind of girl, is it? No. So she... I think I think she's really good. Don Cheadle, who...
1: Underutilized, usually. And again, this time. Yeah, because he's so good.
0: And then he gets barely any screen time in, in either. And he, he replaced... Um, He was a character. Who was that? Terrence Howard in the first one. He replaced him. Um, But he does a good job in this role, but yeah, it's underutilised. Even though he does get to be in the... No, it's about the same as the second one. The second one where I said I was disappointed in the ending because it came down to Iron Man and Don Cheadle, and it was supposed to be a face-off, and it it turned out to be barely anything. It's just like a two-minute fight scene that wasn't that interesting. In this one, at least that ending scene's interesting. It's interest, interesting just in the respect of... There's a lot going on. There's special effects in that end part. The cranes and... The, oh, yeah. It's at least interesting, that battle. Plus, if you like the Iron Man suits.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was my favourite part. The yeah, house and that was my favourite part.
0: Um,
1: so, yeah, don't those underused. I'd like to see more of but him. But then like, as a woman, as a wife, I'm thinking, holy shit. Think of all the time he spent with those motherfuckers, pardon my language, instead of his woman yeah there's a lot of them <laughs> and they're fully fledged Iron Man suits yeah he has and just think of all the nights and all the time that he has not been and that's why she says to him you're not even like here and so well I
0: feel the main person in, <laughs> that's I, a very woman point of view Tony Stark's main relationship is with Jarvis I think his computer definitely um, I think that is the person or AI that knows him the best he definitely knows Jarvis better than he does anyone. I guess that's the same with Batman knowing Has Alfred. Has Jarvis
1: ever been turned into a real person yet? No. Well, that'd be good in another one. That could be
0: done though, couldn't it? Absolutely. I bet he was in the comics. Somehow. I'm going to sneeze.
1: Mm, great. <laughs> <laughs> so. Bless. Uh, Guy I have P- the power to bless all of that air that just came out of your nose so that nothing horrible came out of you.
0: So Guy Guy Pearce plays Adric Killian. Um... And I really like Guy Pearce a lot. Aldridge. Aldridge, sorry. (laughs) It's okay. Um, I just
1: remember her saying it.
0: Yeah, he's really good. Uh, He's
1: really good. He's really creepy. Do you know that he used to to be in Neighbours? That's where I first... Yes, yes, yes. Yes. He's Australian. We know. He was a Memento. We know. Yeah, he's... And he's very creepy, and he's... He's good at making you feel like that... Like he's presented as a character... As the kind of guy who was a little too clingy and wanted pepper, and then he's a little too clingy and wants somebody to back him in the when he originally is young and science and all that shit, and he gives you that vibe that he's he's that kind that would be like sitting on your doorstep when you come home from work with too many inappropriate flowers or calls you up constantly, and he kind of gives you that vibe, and then he gets over the hump, and now he's Mister Badass. Kind I of like thing. him at
0: the beginning best in in the in the elevator. Yeah. I like that kind of odd. Uh, Weirdness then, yeah. to him.
1: And the concept of the movie overall, which we haven't discussed, and I won't say what it is, it's awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, that's like. That needs to be in a serious movie. Like. Like a really dramatic action adventure, like world. It's a little bit insulting
0: in parts, I thought, to Middle Eastern countries, maybe.
1: Oh, definitely. The tool. But then that's him. Yeah. That's him. He has done his PR and he's done his marketing and he wants to weasel into people's lowest common denominator fears and their ignorance and their stupidity. And I think that's, well, it's the same as for the movie. People watching the movie will have those same biases and those ignorance and ignorances. And be able to like but if you're looking at it through a different set of eyes like what we probably do, it's like, uh, it feels uncomfortable. But you under I understood where he yeah. was coming from.
0: It's just there's that one particular scene I thought was a bit a little bit uncomfortable with the Iron Patriot in the bunker full of
1: Yeah. Dudes.
0: Yeah. It was yeah. I was like, uh, it it's a bit little bit Yeah. Yeah. But um Ben Kingsley plays the Mandarin. Amazing. Yeah.
1: And I'm not a huge fan of Ben Kingsley. I mean Anybody no, who's, really who's listening to Shirley knows who Gandhi was and yes. has seen the movie. <laughs> Possibly not, which is amazing. But even then, that was an intense, you know, one of those serious roles. And you can go back and say, oh, everyone sees brilliant or whatever. But since then, I can honestly say he's taken some shitty movies. I've seen a couple horror movies, like, with him in them. He's really been cheap. in
0: some other superhero movies, I think. I seem but to have seen them,
1: Everything he does, we won't. I won't say what it is, but I, I was just mesmerized, like, in a good way, in a bad way, an uncomfortable way, and then in a, like, whoa. He's just... He's in it, man. He's totally there. And if you've seen the movie
0: Sexy Beast, he... The character he plays in Sexy Beast, he kind of channels that a little bit in this movie. So you'll get what I mean if you've seen that movie. So really, if you might you, be
1: insulted by that, because he's probably made up a whole new character. You should see
0: Sexy Beast. It's, um ben kingsley and ray winstone and it was it's it's the character ben kingsley plays is indescribable it's so weird you know it's a bit like like fargo or no country for old men that kind of movie but it's really you know trevor in um gta like i told you how, how yeah. like totally you could not get a grip on what he's going to do next that's what ben kingsley's like in that movie um, but yeah, I, I loved him, and I thought it was an excellent touch to put him in there. But you're right, he has done some shitty movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not Oscar-winning Ben Kingsley, always. Mm-mm.
1: Well, so, he's always Oscar-winning, because he won an Oscar. But it's not always that quality. Right. Uh,
0: John Favreau plays Happy Hogan again. Um,
1: he's fine. I'm very neutral on John his Favreau. His weight just all...
0: fluctuates so badly. I, I feel... wasn't going to
1: mention it, because it's like a non-issue.
0: But... I was going to mention it because I worry about him. <laughs> he's like if you go if you go back and watch um, the extras for Iron Man which are excellent by the way um, just the, uh, the there's a second disc and it's a fly on the wall documentary with him and he's like half the person he is now I have the size size wise
1: also Aliens and Cowboys he was thinner
0: Cowboys and Aliens whatever Aliens and Cowboys the sequel no, I don't think that will ever get a sequel.
1: Yeah, but yeah,
0: he's he's funny in this. I thought it was excellent that he was dressed as John Travolta at the beginnings for kind of funny. Was it funny? It was to me. Because mm. it was like, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good outfit. Was it on purpose? Yeah, he was Pulp Fiction. He was John Travolta's character from Pulp Fiction. Why? Because they were at that ball. He was, people were dressed up as different people.
1: Oh, I didn't even get that
0: you didn't get that no that's who he was and when he lies that's how
1: uninterested him. I am in when
0: him. when he jumps on Tony Stark and just lies on him <laughs> but he's he, yeah it's, it's an exact John Travolta in Pulp Fiction um, outfit right hmm. I'm surprised you didn't get that
1: no I'm I just not went. I'm not interested in him at all so I was kind of just
0: yeah but he has to have his uh, <laughs> he's his head of security now let's mm-hmm. just say
1: well the company no yeah. longer for him right so,
0: uh, this is directed by Shane Black, who's only actually directed one other film, and that other film was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is an excellent movie, starring Robert Downey Jr., funnily enough.
1: And Val Kilmer.
0: Yeah. Um, so, he has directed Robert Downey Jr. before. Uh, that is a really excellent movie. It is. And I think Shane Black did an excellent job here. For a... He's never directed a big movie like this. We
1: did have John Favreau on site.
0: Yes. And He's John... an executive producer. So, I
1: think he had a good hand up.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there was, they plus the movie
1: like that. It's not like the director's on every shot or every scene or anything. He's got second and third units and people directing over here and over there. So I mean, he's not up in that plane. He's not. You know what I mean? I still do
0: think he made it's coherent. It's. I think it does justice to Iron Man. I don't think it's like a weak sequel. It's. Mm -mm. It's actually pretty good. You know, I think the second one's actually a weak. We got to make another Iron Man maybe we haven't got it formulated fully we got to make it though this one feels like it was well thought out before they did it um, so Blu-ray extras there are a few and the first one I want to mention is the Marvel one shot which has become a tradition now with Marvel Blu-rays and you get uh, a little short movie and this one was called Agent Carter
1: you're asking me you know that's what it is
0: yeah that's what it is <laughs> I was trying to remember a name yeah now if you like the um, Captain America movie Haley Atwell from Captain America movie um, her character it's what happens after Captain America leaves to go and join the Avengers and I really liked it it almost I was like I would like to see a movie of this Mm -hmm. because her character is interesting I like that time period Captain America I really loved Captain America because of the time period and she's grown (laughs) Like, she's badass in this, like... And I think it was well-made, some but of them. But how
1: is she badass? I did not understand. Why? I
0: think it's just the, like, anger of having Captain took away from her. Oh, like, there's
1: nothing special about her. Nothing she's special just... about
0: her, no. She does not
1: understand what the whole thing was. Just agents?
0: The S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Right. Which is what Nick Fury heads. Right. Which eventually becomes, like the Avengers and in, this is back in time though right eventually yeah. the, Nick Fury puts together the Avengers but there's it's it's the other it's like the Marvel worlds better Best than style. the FBI FBI yeah right. like like they deal with everything else like supernatural things like James
1: but, Bonds because she had all the gadgets right
0: so she you know this tells the story of you know it even starts I, I liked how it started with A clip from Captain America where she, where, if -hmm. you've not seen Captain America yet, Captain America um, leaves at the end and she's left without him in 1946. And then she's, you know, doing this desk job and then she kind of shows what she can do, but I thought it was really good and it really, you could play that in between the movies and it works. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't
1: go anywhere, but...
0: It doesn't go anywhere, but it explains something, which could be elaborated on later, I guess. You know, you get to see um, Tony Stark's father in it. Uh, You also get to see, and I was excited, a character from Captain America. If you liked, there's a certain character in Captain America who you don't get to know about his outcome in the movie. It's actually up in the air, like, what happened to him actually find out what happened to him so that's kind of a fan nod but I really like these Marvel one-shots I think they should keep doing them I think it's they're not cheaply done they're mm. you know good productions they've what, 10 minutes each uh, and you th- so there's that and then there's like um, we got a screener copy so it's hard, I haven't got a thing to go off but uh, there's the making of the movie but it's a featurette so it's not like a full long making of but they go through the main action pieces and we saw the one which is about the plane which I don't want to say what plane it is but there's a sequence in a plane and it show you how it was done it really is good in mm-hmm. depth um, there's a gag reel course, which is not that funny you know exactly what to expect absolutely Robert Downey Jr. will say some funny stuff and uh,
1: not too much he wasn't really the focus of it that much no but there's a lot of other people
0: yeah, I almost feel like they got the funny parts of his in the movie.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're probably very, um, what's the word, economical. I don't think they do lots of fluffing around no. when you've got that big of a budget and that many people. And a and... tight shooting schedule, probably.
0: You've also got um, a look at the new Thor movie, which will be the next movie in this series of movies. And it's Thor The Dark World. And it's just a very short look at it, but it was enough to make me want to see it. Yeah, yeah. And it, I thought the Thor movie was actually really good. It's kind of underrated. People didn't like that one so much, the Thor movie, but I thought it was really fun how they brought Thor to Earth and he was kind of an out-of-place... Like, its
1: weaknesses, clearly, but...
0: Its weaknesses, again, were... I liked it, but I felt like what it built up to was an anticlimax. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And they seem to... Because Loki's so awesome and those creatures are so awesome yeah. and the gate is so awesome or bridge but or whatever. But I think the Avengers
0: capitalized on Thor. Like, like obviously they had the Avengers planned and Thor was going to be... And Loki was going to be a main attraction. So it was almost like they, it was so abrupt Thor and then you have to wait to the Avengers to actually get the conclusion of it. It's almost like it was a 2 part. So I think that's why people didn't like Thor as much because yeah when it gets to the end you're kind of like is that it and then the Avengers kind of tops it off for you and uh, that's that's about it for extras pretty good Um, it's an excellent presentation though the blu-ray it's so you can't go wrong with a movie like this explosions whizzing around the speakers that part where at the beginning where there were helicopters were coming let me just say it's fantastic it looked good it sounded good Looked really good. So in uh, conclusion for Iron Man 3, I say, if you're a fan of these Marvel movies, this is one of the better ones for me. You know, out of all of them. I think they have kind of...
1: Better than the original Spider-Man?
0: Well, uh, yeah. That's Marvel. I I find those a bit dated now to be honest but it
1: doesn't take away from how much you liked them in the beginning it doesn't
0: but now I've seen them on and and started to watch them and and gone "Ah, they're a bit too hokey like it's like really but that was Sam Raimi's deal like Mm -hmm. let's make it very
1: but how can that take away from you liking it the first time you saw it I don't get it
0: it doesn't but I'm saying but there again this new Spider-Man that they made with Andrew Garfield it was almost a bit too serious like it, like I don't know which one I like better. Like I don't think there was that much about this Andrew Garfield one. It didn't.
1: I can, I'm blank. I can't even I can't even picture it in my mind.
0: It had um, Reese fans as the body, right? And it, Andrew Garfield as the origin story thing. But it, yeah, it was pretty. Um, there wasn't much about it. It was okay. They're telling us the Spider-Man. Was one
1: of the lizard people?
0: Yeah. Right. They tell him it's the Spider-Man story again,
1: but it's a different body. In the sewers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've blocked a lot of it out. Isn't that weird? I the think doctor. I'm Losing my mind. I forget things now. It wasn't that long ago. It was last year, probably. No. Um, so I uh, can't even picture his face. Andrew Garfield. Three well, fans I can, but not the other guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, from The Social Network.
1: <laughs> I'm blank.
0: The guy from the so- kind of handsome looking.
1: I know. I'm just blank. Uh, you do and I'm that. not going to look it up. You do know him. I know I know him, but I can't picture it at all. I'm drawing uh, a blank.
0: So in conclusion, I recommend Iron Man 3. I think it's really good. And you've probably already seen it because it grossed a gazillion dollars at the box office. So, But now it's available on Blu-ray. So thanks to Disney, Marvel, Paramount. And if you want to enter a contest, go to com. We've got some contests. on. We've got quite a few contests going at the moment. So just go there and see what's available. Next week's Blu-ray review... And I've not confirmed this 100%, but it's very possible we'll be After Earth, starring Mr. William Smith. Um,
1: when so, are we going to start our October Halloween fest? In October. And will we have anything special for Halloween week this probably. time? Probably. We
0: had The Exorcist last last year, so probably. it will be. I will guarantee you there will be a horror film in October. Um, because the film studios lights up our lots of horror films in October uh, and we just actually received Chucky I'm not thinking it'll be Chucky but
1: I'm not watching Chucky so if you want to watch a you Chucky though no not interested no I'm not interested never was I've never seen a Chucky movie never
0: the actual the first one's actually really good I liked it never watched
1: it and I loved horror I liked horror movies I think you might
0: like the first one the first I liked the first one but there again I was like 14 years old maybe
1: precisely and I wasn't interested
0: and I like Nightmare
1: on Elm Street and
0: things like that and it had that kind of vibe about it because of the I just I just really remember digging the idea of like this toy like in showed you it on the conveyor belt at the beginning in the toy store
1: I think I've seen the beginning
0: yeah yeah it's pretty good the first one but it just gets really like night, like Nightmare on Elm Street like we gotta make more sequels because people love it but we have we have to go crazy it goes crazy. Bride of Chucky is—it's not even worth mentioning. It's so bad, um, yeah, really bad.
1: And you're not tucking me into watching this one. Well, the first
0: one, good. But it's is good? it good? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's classic. Let me say it's as classic as Nightmare on Elm Street. It's no, that it isn't. Time. It is. I it think, isn't for horror fans. Um, so, fans, I think. Well, horror because it is kind of gory. Yeah. So movie game movie year Um, what is your movie year game for this
1: week for this week my movie well the game is I say movie you say the year if you can conjure it up and then we go the other way around and I've forgotten what it was so you do yours first (laughs) that's funny because my google just signed me out so I can't you can I can't because
0: I don't remember what it is
1: okay here's mine on her majesty's
0: Secret Service.
1: Correct. That would be a Bond movie for anyone who's not keeping track. T- I'm trying to think who's in that one. In fact, it's one of my very favorite Bond movies. Sean Connery. Yep. From Russia Love and this one are Majesty two of my favorites. Secret
0: Service. 67.
1: Is that your final Yes. That would be the year I was born. But in fact... I was almost two years old when this movie was made, and you had just been born. 69. Correct. I knew it was around. (laughs) All right. Don't use their dates of birth against us out there in hacker world. (laughs) No, I was born in 1975. I'm youthful. So mine is
0: on the tip of Robert Downey Jr. being in a movie. Shocking. he, He was in this movie called Natural Born Killers. Correct. Which was what you... Ugh. 1995. Oh,
1: 1994. Ah, uh, close. A fantastic. It's movie It like was made in
0: 1995. Oh no, it was made in Three. <laughs> right. A fantastic movie, and Robert Downey Jr.'s part is awesome. He's again this Weasley
1: yeah. reporter dude. Everyone's Weasley in that movie.
0: Yeah. So um, movie recommendations. I am going with first my favorite Don Cheadle movie. And that would be Boogie Nights, which everybody should see anyway, it's just...
1: And somebody out there likes the way you say Boogie, I can assure you.
0: So Boogie Nights is uh, Don Cheadle at his finest. It's fantastic. I love his character in Boogie Nights. Um, And my second one is on a Marvel tip, and it's an underrated Marvel one, and it's Thor that I just mentioned, because I don't hear many people talk about Thor. And obviously they're making a Thor too, so it must have been popular, but... I always say Iron Man, Spider Man. I never hear Thor, so Thor.
1: And mine are, and I have no no reason for these. Is I just came to my mind. Alien, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Really, you know, Ripley, just the original Alien. Oh, I was also thinking of. Uh, this is another I'm going to add to it. Is. Uh, Space Odyssey. 2001 Space Odyssey. Because I'm primed. I want to watch it again in the near future. So I just sit down in front of the big TV and watch it again. Because I really love it. And Alien's right in there with it. I want to watch it. It's like you savor every little nugget of it. And I can think of it. Now see, I can't remember what Spider-Man looked like last year. But I cannot probably play Alien in my head from the beginning to the end. Not maybe every single little bit. But I can see. Shot. Shot. Scene. Set action action i mean
0: but i could i could probably play that
1: spider-man in my head too i can't and my other one is prometheus because what's his face is in it and i was thinking of alien what's and his that, face what's his name memento guy yes he is yeah and i think i need to see it again because i love the alien world and i know it's they claim it's not part of it but it's totally part of it and I need to just watch them all, but I think I'd like to see Prometheus again, just to soak up. Instead of, like, the first time you watch something, you're kind of, like, in that... Trying to keep up with the story and stuff, and then if I watch it again, I can soak up all And they,
0: ma- they are making a Prometheus, too. Gravy. Ridley, Sc- Ridley Scott is actually involved. Yeah, I think he's actually doing it. So, that's good. And Blade Runner. Exciting. So, games and Ace stuff. I've played nothing well yeah, I have played something but I've been playing GTA 5 I mentioned it last week it's probably the, the best game I've played for a while
1: um uh really better than The End of Us Last of
0: Us I was just thinking how fantastic this show has been for games and two of the good ones I've played so far has been on the PS3 uh, I mean they're on the 360 but I've played them on the PS3 so um The Last of Us was obviously a PS3 exclusive and I've been playing GTA on the PS3 But um, GTA is a fantastic game it's um, I'm not even I'm 50% through it I've played for 30 hours I've only done 22 of the 69 missions the main story missions I've just been doing all the side things so I don't really know how the main story is going I've done the first heist and I believe there's about 5 or 6 of them so I can't really talk about the story so much Uh, but you should pick it up if you haven't and a lot of people did they made a lot of money out of it already um, I also downloaded the Beyond Two Souls demo this week and you actually watched it now Heavy Rain was another P- PS3 exclusive from what, three or four years ago now um, an amazing game did you watch me play Heavy Rain? Mm-mm. do you know what Heavy Rain was
1: though? yeah, it's like a couple scenes but yeah.
0: it's like an interactive story I call it more than a game, like an interactive movie um and Beyond Two Souls takes that a step further. It comes out in a couple of weeks, so I'll be getting the final thing and playing it. But they did put out a demo where you can play two of the scenes, but they kind of disjointed because it's a scene from very early in the game and then a scene which seems to me like might be near the end of the game. They just give you these two I think to show you what it what it, you know, how much variety there is. So what did you what did you think of it? I mean, I played it, you watched it. Um
1: I think it looks Kind of compelling, but not nearly as compelling as The Last of Us to me. Conceptually speaking. Because I don't know the story. Right. And it, it... It doesn't... I mean, it looks amazing and everything, but then I get a little bit over that after about like two minutes. I don't... I'm not constantly going, oh, look at that, look at that, look at it that. It does look really I'm good. More, I, say. I want to know the story, and I don't know... The
0: that. story's too disjointed in this demo for you to even yes you get the main concept there's this girl and there's a supernatural element which you actually get to play with but I feel that the full game and it takes he's said that the full game takes place over 15 years from her being a child to an adult Um, I feel that I know how David Cage does his stories and he did it with Heavy Rain he's pretty slow building them up so you really get to know the characters and you know he's got some good characters here I feel that it'll work really well on the full finished thing, but on the demo, it just kind of shows you how it will play. It felt
1: like the thing, the hook of it was just sort of a cheap, to me, a cheap idea of how to get a character to be able to do stuff that a normal human being can't do. But we gotta have something to,
0: you know. I do. I do do believe it'll be more complicated than that and interesting. It seems interesting to me. How? Why? that kind of thing but um, the gameplay involves it's kind of like Heavy Rain it's a lot of press left press right quick quick time event type scenario but it's not buttons this time it's like you use the stick left right up and down Um, some people don't like that kind of gameplay and the way it works in this is if you fail an action the game continues it doesn't say oh this is you've failed it So say you have to jump over something... You have to push up on the stick... If you don't press up on the stick... You might fall over... But you'll carry on going... It's not like you failed... So the game can go numerous ways... Depending on whether you fail or succeed in certain moments... The problem I was having... And I was getting used to it more towards the end is... The little prompts that they put up on the screen... They try to make them so they're not... Like annoyingly in the way... So they just put tiny little dots and I was having trouble picking them out I was like oh I don't know where the dot or there's some fast moment there's a moment where she's running in the train and she's trying to get away from somebody and there's like jump over this duck out of the way of that and, it- and it's just a little dot like in the, in the corner of the screen if you want to push it right I was having trouble seeing them fast because there's a lot going on and you're trying to watch what she's doing and then there's these dots so I don't know if that'll be a problem or you'll be able to
1: you'll acclimate
0: Acclimate, yeah, because i seen towards the end of the game going, oh, that's what I'm looking for now, those little... You know, I think at first it was a bit weird. But I think it's going to be interesting. I, I do. Um, I just think that demo, even though it sold me on the game, because I like what I see, I think it might have been the wrong decision to give you those scenes like that. Like, so far. I, th- I think the beginning part where she's a child... I think that would have been fine. I don't think you would have needed that other bit. But I I understand why they did that other bit. Because people will be like, oh, where's the action? I want to see things blow up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it comes out on, I think it's October the 10th. So it's not long off. Um, But the demo, it's not available for everybody just yet. I got, like, an early access demo. But everybody can get the demo on October the 1st on the PlayStation Network. Um, And my last thing is... The finale of Dexter mm-hmm. happened. And so did. Well, not yet, I guess. Happened on f- on a Sunday. And we've watched Dexter for eight years. And...
1: I think I started the third season. And you told me about Oh, yeah, you didn't it. watch all of yeah. did you? You told me about the first two, I believe.
0: Yeah, true. True. Well, I've watched it from the very first episode. And... I've been a fan... For... Oh, what? Yeah. You know what it, what it was with Dexter? I was a really big fan of it for about four seasons. What
1: made you a fan?
0: Just I really liked the, the idea of the character and where... It, like, what about it? Just, I don't think I'd seen that in a TV show before. You know, this, the bad guy being, like, the good guy. Like, a, this, a serial killer. Serial killer, yeah. Um, so I was a big fan for, like, the first four seasons. And then it got bad and then John Lithgow came in it, and it got good again and then it got really bad and then it got this last season we just watched I don't care what anybody says I'm not talking about the last episode I'm talking about most of the season it was just shit you could tell that they were clutching at straws to drag it out for another year there was a lot of oh here's somebody you've never seen before like, and that person's very crucial to this now Nothing was hinged on what had happened before. It was all very convenient and
1: yeah, and you have a whole season to take what makes it interesting and take those particularly like very specific visual cues that people probably were latching onto over the years the kill suit, the plastic room, the blood splatter his own yeah the the job itself the you know, I mean, yes, after a few years, Miami seems to be like the murder capital of the world, and serial killers seem to, it's like a magnet for them. Yeah. But you get over that because it's fanciful to a degree. But when you know you have one season left, the problem is the people writing it weren't writing it for anybody else, they were writing it for themselves because they were self indulgent. We've got a take on Dexter. We've decided. And they weren't involved in it the whole rest of the time.
0: No, they were new Right. To it.
1: And they... I'm sure they watched and read and knew the other screenwriters and stuff. But then they were like, well... And I just feel like... I know people like this. Creative types. Who... And I can be... I can understand. Well, that was theirs. Yeah. And yeah, now we it's, need our it's ours. And we need to make it our way. And that completely erases... Everything that came before. And as you're watching... I kept feeling... All, all season long, it's like... Why are they so f- touchy-feely? And why are we talking about therapy? And why does it need a mother figure? And why why is Deborah off the rails? On the rails? You know what I mean? It's yeah, all... She makes turnarounds like... Yeah, them, like, it's ooh. all... I mean, everything's fast-forward... When you look at each season... Things go crazy, you know? Each time, bad things happen... But it just felt like you handed it over to somebody and it became a very, I don't know, like a neurotic project instead of a dynamic. We've got a serial killer here who's beloved and hated and secret. And then all of a sudden, so many people know what he is.
0: Yeah, It it doesn't make any sense. It made it less interesting. Their
1: explanation is, well, you know, he's slowly coming out of that and being, we're disconnected taking all those parts that made him that away and now he just wants to be you know whoever but it doesn't make any sense it's like you just want to shake him by the shoulders and say have you even watched the first it's not about that it's about a a viewer having a moral center about I'm watching a serial killer who I kind of dig and it's really horrible what he's doing oh but I can excuse myself because he's killing somebody else who's more horrible than him and then you add on top of it the look of Miami and these other dynamic characters and the, the um, you know, his just struggle between being a good brother, husband, all that kind of shit or whatever it is, you know. And that's fine to keep that as a as a hint. But what you really want is to keep poking away at society and his process and I just don't like it when they drew people in. This person knows, this person knows, that person knows. It just doesn't make sense.
0: No And when you was when I mean he, it made sense once When you go Oh shit Somebody figures him out Dokes for instance Very early on Sure Sure And then he ends up dead right, <laughs> right. It makes sense But then You can't do that again In my well, opinion that, No
1: they had another one The Latino guy They did have another one knew him one. Yeah And then started emulating him and Yeah he also died Yeah And you had the
0: <laughs> Then they just Like in this season They Magarta. just had that other That guy The uh, photographer Just had another guy Who's like enamored by him And then Yeah but I mean it's like Oh come on You've done this before Like you just
1: It's like they didn't want to admit That they, they weren't in ownership Of this creative project And that's what some creative people Have a hard time They want to make it their own When If You hand Me A blank piece of paper And say We want you to invent A brand new television series Whatever you want Then I have the right to make it whatever I want. If you hand me Bewitched from the 1970s and say, look, we want to revive Bewitched. We want you to work on the project. I'm not going to go... Yeah, I don't want to go like, oh, I'm going to make it my own. I'm going to be like, holy shit, Bewitched. These things are so awesome about that show. And I'm going to totally utilize every single one of them. Because if I loved it because of those things... Everyone else is gonna love it because we're gonna bring it all back and then maybe add a little bit of. But it's all fan service. Once you once people love something, I think you just have to acknowledge that. Make it as it would get boring, I guess, if you're writing on the same show for eight years. This, but
0: this turned off the fans in a big. All I've seen is I like, would hope so. oh my god, what did you do to Dexter's? And spoilers for the final episode. I mean, yeah, it's, I it's spo- been spinning gone now. So but
1: if you haven't seen, if it, you haven't
0: too- seen it. Don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> um... Not <laughs> that it matters. But it all. I, I was watching it and I had an open mind because, you know, I said to you before it came on, hopefully they blow my mind and the re- rest of this season's a distant memory and they get it all together at the end and it all makes sense. People don't know you, but this is the word for you optimist. So I was watching this final episode and it was literally like a comedy. I, I, I kept. I don't really say much during things. Nope. And I kept saying to you, did nobody see? <laughs> why is why is this happening?
1: How what? can he punch that guy with like fifty people yeah. walking around and steal the truck? And the guy just falls down and nobody comes. No one even is like. like oh. No one even catches a glimmer of it and then runs. This and is the Saxon the dude.
0: Yeah, um, he. It
1: doesn't matter though. There's like ten of those things. It there's has, so
0: many things where I was like, did nobody see that? Why there's a thing with Dexter. Dexter does. Well, we can say what he does. He stabs Saxon in the neck with a pen <laughs> in an interview room in the police department, and then the next scene is Angel and Quinn watching the videotape of him do it and going, "Oh, well, you need to be going now, don't you, Dexter?" It's like, come on, this is a police. You, you would have it was an, you can't just let him go. It was
1: almost like that needed to happen. Excuse me. About halfway through the season, and then spend the other five yes. episodes going. Well, Dexter, we need to talk to you about this. Um, okay. okay, and, eat, and um, don't um, leave town. Right. Um, there's a main investigation. We yeah, there's a but pace we agree with to what you all. did,
0: so we will burn your side. But
1: the big wigs are going to look at. I yeah. mean, there's such shorthand here in the last, and I'm. Oh, it was rushed. Deb. It felt really bad.
0: Deb's Deb's shot. She seems to be fine. Then the next minute, she's not fine. She's got brain damage. You might as well kill her.
1: But we didn't even see that. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's so... And when the, we read the interview with, from the writers, and them saying that the goodbye scene, they they knew, everybody knows that wasn't their goodbye scene, and they just blew it off, and we didn't want it to seem like their last goodbyes, and I'm like, are you kidding me? It's, are you was, delusional? It was wrong, so
0: Italy, Delusional. It was obvious it was a goodbye scene. yeah. Uh, more effect and and I'm no writer and this would be how more effective would this have been
1: (laughs) not that we are we're not putting our word out there that we can write anything so
0: she got shot the week before right we know that we saw it in the end scene they drag her into the hospital and say do you know what everybody she's brain dead don't have a little portion where she's fine and she seems like she's fine she's recovered I thought when that scene where he comes to say goodbye to her I was like well she's fine she even looks fine. I mean, that's what you're supposed to think. Yeah, I know, but it was terrible. I mean, she just had... And then all of a sudden, I would have just had, no, she's brain dead.
1: Yeah, have him shoot her in the head to begin yeah, with, not just, in the gut. And
0: it just seems like, well, we just want it to have one and last addition, scene. in addition, if
1: I want to get super... I'm not nerdy about things. If nerdy or geeky or, like, I don't possess my entertainment things the way a lot of people do. Like, I'm a Star Trek fan, but I'm not going to nitpick... Whether or not the blue guy was supposed to have this long of an antenna or that long of an antenna. However, her getting killed, essentially, by this last minute guy yeah. who just came on the yeah. scene for a woman who I couldn't give a shit about to begin with, that older lady who's like, oh my God, that whole thing was like, somebody writing this goes to too many therapy sessions. I yeah, mean, that's really what shit. it was
0: all about, wasn't it?
1: And then to have that be the 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 end of it all instead of somebody who's really compelling and, like, really interesting and potentially what I would like to have seen and I'm not, it's too late now but, like, that last killer person could have been so interesting a completely different person character and then they, you know Dexter does his own thing as we know now, whatever but then that person is left for you to imagine they're out there not so much Dexter, because you know his M.O., but this other person now, because everybody else along the way has got taken down. But this Saxon down. guy
0: was literally, Nothing. there was no point to him.
1: I mean no, there's they, but, point the the story. Whole,
0: I mean, yeah, but it could have been anything. It could have been anything. It didn't have to be that.
1: It would have been more interesting if Quinn accidentally shot her, or Angel accidentally I think shot so. her. Or
0: she's just on a routine thing, and she gets shot, right? It's happened before.
1: Well, <laughs> no, it needed <laughs> to be something meaningful. This was meaningless like her getting shot by someone who's so lame
0: um, and the other thing is and this is my uh, the f- funniest moments from the last uh, episode is Dexter's girlfriend <laughs> she's like the t- in, the, in the number top 10 most they wanted this top 10 most wanted people in um, Miami at this moment and she doesn't even wear a pair of sunglasses when she's in the airport she doesn't put a hat on she doesn't dye her hair there's no disguise made whatsoever. She's this very pretty... Obviously, everybody would look at her, For first off. She's like a supermodel. Someone's like,
1: already spotted her in a hospital yes, randomly. Yes, yes, Five or six episodes. Four, four episodes When ago. she didn't
0: disguise herself either yeah. that time.
1: Yeah, and she wasn't... <laughs> nothing came of it. No. They said they researched it, and that a lot of the wanted people in the world never disguised themselves. They just blend. I don't get it. And she couldn't Yeah, not but want. I'm like, you're making a fucking TV show. You're making it... You need to be visually dynamic. You need to give us clues that she's she's understanding that...
0: But no, it was just... And I know there's a storm going on, but Dexter walks straight out of the, ho- of the hospital <laughs> with his sister's body, loads it onto his boat, drives his boat into Past the... a bunch of people. Yeah, past a bunch of people. Drives his boat into the eye of the storm, or towards the storm, dumps her in the sea like a sack of potatoes, just... <laughs> You know,
1: and very then, unceremonious. Yeah, very. He gave un- his victims more. They tried to make it
0: all kind of glamorous and where she's mm-hmm. sinking down slowly, and yeah, it was it was shit. And then he goes off into the storm, and then the final final scene. Mm-hmm. I I almost was wanted to punch myself in the face <laughs> for the final scene
1: <laughs> for liking the show at all. Just what happened? <laughs> you know, Punishing like, yourself forever. Like, ever I
0: feel like I was abused for the last sixty minutes here. Like it, it was not
1: just the last sixty minutes. Let's be honest.
0: Yeah, for the last few years. But still, this was like the epitome of shit. I was like, okay. Oh, Dexter survived the storm that killed... Ripped his... Oh, okay. Ripped his boat into so many little pieces they couldn't find it. Just bits of it floating. But he's fine. And what is he? A truck driver. Something. And he...
1: He's just a remote location. He's he's the Hulk now.
0: He's just moving around. He's uh, under... He's got nothing. Oh, his little boys with a killer, which happens in a different country. In a different country, he'll never see him again. He's exiled himself, right? It would
1: have been. I understand that the pressure of, in the way we all like, we're sitting here just ripping it apart, right? And that's what you're dealing with on on mass, like millions of people every time. I'm sure every time you make like a to- new Star Trek Wars movie, every time you make a new Star Trek movie, every time you make a new Spider-Man or Iron Man or you've made Harry Potter and it's hugely successful and now the pressure to continue that level of, like, because, like, there are formulas to make things work. Iron Man does the formula for the mass amount of people to identify with it. There's peril, there's heroism, there's... People to like and people to hate. You know, we all identify with those very, very fundamental, low common denominator things. Right. That's the formula. But then there's those little bits and pieces that if you've made Harry Potter the first movie and everybody's in love with it and you've got all these books, then you just disregard all those things that everybody loved. The magic school and the moving stairs and the interesting characters and you decide, oh, no, no, no. -uh. I just want to like, I want to bring it down to reality, or I want to make it my own, or whatever it is. You've just erased that
0: that
1: that enthusiasm everybody has, but the pressure to meet that. I mean, what what kind of series of movies have gone? Well, obviously Star Wars, because Episode One people didn't like, right?
0: No, because they just expected more. uh, It to be the same as all the other Star Wars, and but they?
1: they. pick apart episode one the way we just did Dexter and somebody's gonna love that episode of Dexter. Right.
0: Somebody will love it, yeah, I'm sure. Somebody you know it's probably less, loved Less people love it though, but if you were going to have the dramatic drop the sister in the water, which is a really big deal, like the sister's dead, it's a big deal to him, and then him ride off into the eye of the storm, well, stop it there. Don't have another fake ending. Don't have it like as a fake ending and then do another ending just because you can leave it open that way. I would have rather them done him going into the eye of the storm. And then they found his body. He's dead. Dexter, uh, the you know the newspaper headline, which they did show you. Yeah. That, that they thought he was... That he is dead and we know he's dead because there he is. He did give himself... Like he said, I, everybody I'm involved with becomes part of this shit. I've got to... The only way I can solve it is to... That would have been way better for me if he'd have just gone off.
1: But they went the touchy-feely way and decided that Dexter... Needs feels to be like
0: redeemed in some no, way? No. Or not redeemed, but. Punished forever. But still alive. So if he's yeah. dead,
1: then that's like an easy way out. Yeah, but he yeah. feels like he needs to be. And it's also key.
0: kind of convenient if you ever want to bring him back. Which but I.
1: Don't, don't.
0: No, don't, but I do feel that might have been one of the reasons. 20
1: years we might have Harrison. <laughs>
0: Yeah, even so it's unless it's done and who very wrote the
1: well. books how about that person write some just, yeah. are there more books or are
0: there they, are a lot of books but they only based the show off the first book and then made their own stuff up like they kind of left the books
1: and we discussed that too about um, when you have something like True Blood and someone has written it and people love it for whatever re- good or bad reasons but people have tuned in to certain aspects and they're just in love with it fans love it there's something about it Twilight or whatever those books those books then you say, "Well, we're gonna veer away." Well, that person who wrote that book, they took a lot of time and effort and creativity to make that world work inside of their own little encapsulated world. You're just coming at it like you might think you get it, and yeah. but you don't. So
0: when that you've run out of this. yeah,
1: when you've run out of book. Just stop making the show or stop making the movies because that's where the heart of it is—that person's mind. But actually, filled in all those actually, True Blood,
0: you. funnily enough, because it's so hokey and weird, it's it's as bad as Dexter if you think about it, writing-wise and stuff. It's, it's
1: But it it's, started out more compelling. At it least.
0: did, but now it kind of gets ludicrous in, in parts, where you're like, "Wow, this is it is... done?
1: Huh? Is it done?
0: No." Hmm. But it it gets bizarre, but you expect it to now. Like, it's, it's like to its... Um, for me, it it's makes it better. Like, I'm like, oh my god. Now we've got fairy, vampire... I don't think it makes
1: it better for me, but... But it
0: makes it... It's very campy and weird. Like, it's... I get that. It's got into its groove, and that's what it is. Anything can happen, and you just have to accept everything. With Dexter, I felt like it was supposed to be more grounded, so yeah, when it got really stupid, it just felt stupid. Whereas True doesn't feel stupid, it just feels... They're having fun with this stuff.
1: Not taking it too seriously. Not
0: taking it seriously at all, really, are they? I mean, it gets really... But it
1: still doesn't fit. It's all just... To me, True Blood is one of those that... They've turned into a machine. And every year, they've got their crew and their cast. And they've got their group of writers. And they're just churning out and churning out. And coming up with new ideas to keep it going. It's
0: also another show that... um, They never know how to end the season the season endings are always very very bad um, it's like oh wow really that, that's all it
1: is <laughs> exactly
0: um, but yeah this, I, this uh, ending for Dexter was
1: horrible I, I think we talked about it longer than we talked about the movie
0: yeah I definitely feel um, if you go online and look up um, the original the guy who did the first four seasons the showrunner on the first four seasons he has his own idea of what the ending would be and he wrote it down so you can actually read it and it's so much better and it actually fits it fits and I was like can we not just forget this one and just film that one (laughs) and stick that on the end because that would make sense I mean it was really it was what I kind of I said to you there's some ways this can Right, but do
1: you always want them to dish up what you want
0: well it wasn't exactly what I wanted there was a twist to it too which I really liked and I was like wow I didn't even think of that I liked it I like it whereas the ending that they gave us It's just garbage. I I wish I hadn't seen it. Like, that's how bad I feel. (laughs) Like, like I can't erase that now. That's what I think. When you say, What did you think of Dexter in any years to come? I'll go, Oh, God, that ending. Oh, that's what I'll think of. I won't think of how good it was at the beginning. So, that's Dexter. And I've started reading a book, a new book. And it's by Mr. Stephen King. And it's called Doctor Sleep. And it's the sequel to The Shining. So, if you love The Shining, and I've started reading it and it's about the hotel it's pretty good so far I don't like Stephen King generally I think he's a bit long winded and um,
1: The Shining even is pretty long winded it, it.
0: and the film is better than the book I have done both it's one of those ones where I like necessarily
1: better you just like for it for me I
0: prefer the film because I think it really goes on the book and it's not as scary the book but this is the actual official sequel to The Shining that he's just wrote he just wrote it this year um, he writes a lot of books Stephen King <laughs> yes Um, so it's called Doctor Sleep and that doesn't give you a clue as that it's the sequel to The Shining but let me tell you it is the sequel to The Shining so you can pick it up now Doctor Sleep by Stephen King so Siddharth what's for dinner today?
1: tonight I'm going to be making some homemade pasta which we keep seeing on cooking shows and I keep saying I could do that I could do that so I'm going to do it tonight with some kind of vegetable filling have you got the uh... no not yet and I might just roll it out anyway I've got a rolling pin so I'll try it that way and some salad
0: ravioli right?
1: yeah I'm gonna make some ravioli maybe just noodles I don't know
0: no ravioli would yeah use. the ravioli with sausage in
1: there I no mean sausage. that fake sausage yeah that sounds good with some squash or something mixed in there you know the mushrooms
0: morning star sausage crumble a mm-hmm. little and um like thyme or some some kind of sp-
1: are, you, are you dictating this dinner is no, like, I don't think
0: that's what it sounds it does sound good because they were making one we were watching MasterChef well Chef.
1: the sauce had like brown butter and basil was that a something basil leaf right, something right. like that uh, that's what I'm doing. And salad. And something else, I don't know. So that's the plan. And I don't have any advice. I made homemade cookies, too, again.
0: Is that the advice?
1: Um, I think. What could be good advice for today? I just don't have them. Just a blank slate. Oh, you could say what you're doing a weekend. Yeah, that's not only really advice. I could say, do this. Go to a Renaissance Festival. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we're going to be doing coming up. And... I guess that is good advice. Go to Because I have someone at work who says to me, you go to Renaissance festivals? That's for, like, weirdos. And she's not kidding. She's not exaggerating. She absolutely, she said, my whole life I just thought, ew, that's a bunch of weirdos. Go to that stuff. And I said, weirdos, what do you mean? Well, they get all dressed up and they take it, like, really seriously. I said, hmm, you mean, like, when you go to a stupid football game and you dress up in the... Yeah, stupid football game. When you're dressed up in like, I'm trying to say to her the same thing she's saying because she's saying it's stupid. And I'm like, so you go to a football game, you're dressed in the team's you paint colors. Your face, maybe she didn't paint her face. She doesn't paint her face or anything. She wears all the regalia. She they're totally into it. They're like, ah! Yeah! They pay hundreds of dollars a year for their tickets. Um, they you know they scream and they yell and they get totally into. it. I said like that. She's like that's totally different. I said no, it's not totally different. You like that. And people like this. Yeah, but that's all like fantasy. And I said, you're not playing football. You're watching other people play football. Right. You're just watching other people. The people at the Renaissance Festival, the ones who are totally into it, they get dressed up. They speak that language a little bit. They do their own little skits and their own jousting stuff. And they learn the skills. And people are there doing the art or doing the crafts or whatever it is. Making lace by hand and pottery by hand. Oh, I, I didn't realize. I see. It's a Renaissance festival. They're celebrating a time in history, so everything is about it. The food is sort of mostly about it. Turkey legs. You learn a little bit of stuff, you know, here and there because of the crafts and stuff. And it's just fun, fun. Oh well, I never thought of it like well, that. Well, that's your
0: advice then. Don't
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: don't shit on somebody's thing.
1: And I I'm just just so you know, I have been to very large sporting events. And I still feel the same way. It feels uncomfortable. I feel like people, their brains just get checked at the door, at the gate. And I'm not a fan of it. So I have been in that situation. I get
0: why people like things. I've also been to country
1: western concerts. So I've been to things that I would not normally go to because I hate that thing. But to experience it or be a part of it, just to see if I'm right or wrong. So my advice is try to go to some event that you think Ugh. maybe not a very expensive event but you know try something different.
0: So I want to remind you about our website dot sit.com you can catch us on Twitter, Facebook you can also catch this podcast on the Zune Marketplace the iTunes Music Store or the RSS feed just go to com, click on the word podcast you Are you ever
1: going on- to give up the Zune Marketplace?
0: <laughs> People still use it. Uh, you can catch us on Stitcher which is um, the latest way you can get our podcast stitcher.com just put after the show in there you can email feedback to me at ascoli.com at don't email said talk she do not want none of your stuff and stay classy Marvel the new Marvel show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. started this week I'll talk a little bit about it next time because I've not I only watched a bit of it but uh, Marvel are really everywhere now aren't they
1: you mean TV and movies that's everywhere comics They're not on the radio. Maybe. Maybe they are. (laughs) The Sirius XM Marvel Marvel channel. Yeah. And I'm going to say, think for yourselves, please, because if you don't do it, someone will do it for you. Yo,
0: listen up. Here's the story about a little guy that lives in a blue world. And all day and all night and everything he sees is just blue like him. Inside and outside flew his house with a blue little window and a blue corvette and everything is blue for him and himself and everybody around Cause he ain't got nobody to listen. I am I need I've the need I would need I've a dye I would need I've need